You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. Like the Bible talks about, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And as my pastor says, once we know our identity, we therefore know our authority. Today, we are going to have an awesome show. I believe that you are going to be blessed. We're going to be talking about being chosen. So whether we know it or not, we have been chosen by God. As the Bible talks about in John 15, you did not choose me, but I chose you. So with that said, no matter how interesting our journeys look in life, guess what? God's hand is upon our lives. And with that said, we'll be talking about it more today with our very, very special guest, Darcy Hewish. And so we're going to welcome her to the show. I am super excited that you have decided to join us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on here. I know they're going to feel your beautiful spirit. Just be free to share whatever it is that God shares with you today. And so can you just introduce yourself more in depth? Can you tell us where are you from? What do you do? Just whatever you feel led to share. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for Absolutely. having me on Absolutely. your show. I'm honored to be here. So um, I grew up in Virginia, hmm. and I I lived there for most of my growing up, and then in Oklahoma City, I graduated high school, and then I moved out west for college, hmm. graduated college, met my husband, and um, we raised four daughters here in Arizona. Wow! And we have two grands or three grandchildren, two son-in-laws, and our and really my life has been about raising my children. Mm. Um, I did have an interior design business for a oh, while. Oh, wow. But, awesome. Um, my story is beyond that, mm. but that's kind of where I come from yeah. and what my life has been. I had an interior design business for about 14 years. Okay. But my, oh, my goodness. priority was my children. Okay. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing because every time I hear design and, um, I believe I told you that I have the fashion design degree yes, as yes, well. But I when, when I when I hear that, I'm reminded of the scripture in the Bible that says that God fashions our heart. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, I love that because when I think of design, I'm like, he is such, uh, we're designers originals. And, he, you know, he is so awesome how he cultivates and develops our journey and us mm-hmm. in life. And so just look, if you just listening to you say that, I'm like, wow, okay, makes sense because you're so elegant. Like, oh, seriously, I just love your, just love sweet. your spirit. I really do. So we're going to jump right into this today, talking about being chosen. And so you have such a powerful story, whether you know it or not, and the world needs to hear it. And they need to know how intentional that God is with his people. And it's an um, absolute honor, again, that we cross paths. And I know that, um, you know, when we talk about or hear adoption in the Bible, it, it, it mentions spiritual adoption when it comes to God because we are all engrafted in, you know. And so, and that's so beautiful. Um, and in Galatians 4, it talks about that and how God loves family and restoration. With that said, can you tell us about your natural story, the story of you being naturally adopted? Can you tell us whatever you would like to share about that? Absolutely. I would love to. And, and the story really begins with my birth mother's story. Mm. So she was 19, okay. and coincidentally, she lived in southern Virginia. Wow. And she was in love. 
and the love of her life was a couple years older, mm. and he had come home one summer, and they got together, and she found herself pregnant. Okay. And this is in the 60s, so we have mm. to keep in mind the time frame of this. Wow. And so when she found out she was pregnant, she was nervous, she was scared, she didn't know what to do, but she called her boyfriend at the time, okay. completely sure that he was going to marry her, and when she broke the news to him, his response was nothing she expected. He oh said, well, I got another girl pregnant. Oh, my goodness. And I'm marrying her. And she was devastated. She, she was heartbroken. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, it's interesting how God works because he can take our greatest heartaches mm, in life. Come on. And turn them into the most miraculous blessings come if we on, allow Darcy. him to do that. Yes. And that's the end of that story. Wow. But... But what she did at that time, you know, I, I feel like the adversary works in shame. Mm. And that's kind of how it was in those days. It was mm -hmm. a very shameful thing. Mm -hmm. And they shipped her off to Utah wow. to have the baby, to keep Oof. it a secret. Oh, my goodness. And she went out to Utah young, single, alone, scared, and gave birth to me. And in all honesty, because I have since met her, which is the beautiful story, mm. she was honest with me, and she did not want me. She didn't know, she couldn't wait for that experience to be over with. Oh, my goodness. And she just wanted to move on and block it all out. And I don't blame her. She was 19, mm. single, alone, scared. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you have my adoptive parents who had tried for seven years wow. to conceive a child oh and were goodness. unable to. And they wanted nothing more than to have a child of their own. Mm. And God works in mysterious ways. Come on, come and on. so they had prayed and tried everything, Ooh. and they adopted a little boy two and a half years prior. But they wanted a little girl oh to complete their family. So they prayed, and, and they got a phone call and said, we have a little baby girl for you. Oh, my goodness. And so my birth mother had been funneled through the Children's Aid Society up in Utah, and so she remembers delivering me and being exhausted and then placing me in her arms mm. and falling asleep from exhaustion and waking up and I was gone. Woo. Oh my goodness. And if you can imagine what that would feel like. But my goodness. Then from her arms, I went into the arms of my parents. Come on. And that is kind of the beginning of my story. And I was, I was very blessed. And, mm. and I love how you said... God is a God of design. He is. It's not a God of coincidence. No. He's a God no. of divine design. He is. And so I was brought into their home, and I was loved. I was cherished. I was given every opportunity um, to grow, to have an education, to oh, have a brother, goodness. to have this experience of being loved for and cared for. And my birth mother was able to actually move on and she ended up going to college. Wow. And and yeah. That is absolutely amazing. I'm telling you just listening to your story. It just reminds me there's just like uh just so much parallel parallelism or whatever. There's there's so much uh, I can see how parallel the story from being from spiritually adopted to naturally adopted yeah. because we are lost without God. We are lost and at times we may feel given away. 
we may feel like we don't have, you know, a place to go out of, you know, out of place, out of order. But God is saying, I'm right here. I'm right here. And I believe that even listening to Darcy explain just the transition of what she went through, how she was literally um, transitioned from her mother's hands to her new parents' hands. God is strategic and he will do that for you. Trust and believe no matter what you've gone through in life, you're not so lost, you know, you're not, you know, um, you know, whatever the situation may be that you cannot be found. And so, Darcy, Amen. this is absolutely beautiful because God covered you, he kept you. And then also listening to what you said, oh my goodness, the uh, the level of rejection that somebody would have to go through as far as the mother, you know, your mother mm-hmm. having a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, getting pregnant that, that young, but also on top of that, being rejected by her, the, the dad, you know, Very her, hard. yes, and saying, hey, I, I don't want anything else to do with you. I'm getting married to somebody else. And understanding how generationally, generational curses can be transferred. And I want to tell you all, literally, like, this woman has such a beautiful spirit. And this is why I said, I felt, Holy Spirit said, get her on the show. Because how beautiful her spirit is and how, like, I'm telling you how soft and loving you are. And to know that type of story of what you've come, have gone through and, and come out of and what your mother uh, went through and you're not experiencing that rejection. You, it, I, I can't feel that God could have delivered and healed you from that, but that is absolutely God. And absolutely, absolutely God. And so I said, I have to get her on there. <laughs> Seriously, because you have such a heart of God. And I wouldn't have never known your story until you told me. So, <laughs> Well, I will tell you, um, what, what compelled me to find my birth mother is mm. I was pregnant with my second child, and I realized somebody out there has gone through this with me mm. and has loved me enough to let go of me, mm. to provide wow. me with an incredible Oof. life. And I need to thank her. I need Oof. to find out oh my goodness. who this woman <laughs> is that gave of her body, right? Like, wow, and, and gave me life and was willing to let me go to be raised by people that had prayed for me. And I think the way God works is miraculous. And there is a plan for mm, wow. every one of us to to be loved by him mm. and to share our love with others. And I think that's what my birth mother did. She she gave up a part of herself to bless the life of someone else and to bless my life. And I had to find her. Yeah. I had yeah. to thank her for giving me life and not ending my life mm. and giving me a chance to go on. And I think so often what mm. would have happened, I would not have these four children mm-hmm. had she not come through with with giving birth to me, Oh my! to put it quite, you know, and I just, I'm so, so (laughs) what's so miraculous and how God works is after 28 years of being on this earth, Mm. I, I came to this decision. I have to find her and I have to find her now. Mm. The same month that I had those impressions from God. Yeah. She had the same impression. Oh my goodness. And she called the adoption agency what? the same month and said, if my birth daughter were to try to find me, she would have no real information because I used a fake name. I didn't give any identifying information. And I need you to have this information. Oh my goodness. So when we started the search, her file had her stuff in it. And they said, you are not going to believe this. But she called us. Three weeks ago, and gave us your information. This was the 
the hand of God bringing us Absolutely. together. Absolutely. And the, and the interesting thing is, when I think of the sacrifice she made, <laughs> she was never able to have more children. Mm. She did marry. She went on to marry, but she was never able to have mm. more children. Whoa. And so, by meeting her, mm-hmm. it it brought full circle something that that was meant to be. And yeah. and I was able to thank her and and introduce her to her grandchildren. Oh my goodness. And to bring her life into fullness. And it was kind of a thank you and a thank you. Oh my goodness. And the hand of God was truly in this. And he and you know it's interesting too, in mm. Acts, it says that we are all offspring mm, of God. Yeah. And I think sometimes for I know my experience might be different than someone else's. Mm-hmm. And we've had a beautiful relationship. But on the flip side my birth father, who we then found, mm. did not want really anything to do with me. Wow. But you know what? I'm so at peace with that mm. because I realize everybody's at their own place. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in their own trial and struggle and dealing with their own things. And we have to kind of accept people for where they're at. Mm-hmm. And before anything, I am God's offspring. Yes, I have a come father. On, I have it. a father in heaven that loves me yes. beyond description. And although my my birth father right. is not interested, mm-hmm. it, it's okay because I have a father in heaven that loves me. Wow. See, and, and I feel led to ask you this. Can you share with us how and when... Did your uh, did you grow spiritually? Like you have yeah. such a strong spiritual foundation, oh, you really so do. And just listening to you and how you overcame that, you again you talk with so much love, saying, "I'm so appreciative that she she carried me the whole time. You know that she loved me enough to not you know abort me or right. whatever the situation may have been." Right. When did your when did you grow spiritually? Like was it did your uh, adoptive parents did they? Put you in church or yeah okay yes so they weren't super spiritual Uh my my parents um, but they did introduce me to church and they introduced me to God and and we were we kind of you know floated a little and but I had some good church youth leaders Mm, that's so good and and my parents were very loving Mm. and I I think love come on is so powerful when you feel loved. <laughs> you, you can do anything. You can. I mean, it's just, and, and it's just the way to live. Mm. It's, it's so my parents instilled in me a deep love. My father, That's especially, really was a very loving man. And so I always had that mm. security of, of being loved. That, no, that's powerful. I was never the adopted child. Okay. I was theirs. Oh, you know, oh, it was just, and, and they would always make me feel so special that you, we prayed for you. You were a gift given to us from God. And, the channels that he used to get you here, what a blessing. So mm. I think that's also why I had so much love for my birth mother. Yeah. Because I saw her as part of this divine plan. Not There's so few things in life that you can take something that would be somebody's, in their mind, biggest mistake ever. Right. Life-altering, life-changing, devastating situation and 
make it a win-win-win. Come on. Right? Come on. Like, I'm pregnant, <laughs> I'm single, it's in the 60s, mm. this is shameful, and then look at the blessings the that blessings. came from it. Somebody was praying for you. When somebody wanted to give you up, there was another person, yes. another family praying to get you, and that is how God works. It's That's how exactly strategic how he, works. he is. And, and, it, and, and it's, we're so reminded, just listening to Darcy's story, how much we're covered, how much yeah. we're covered. And so... You really um, encouraged me, really, with your story, and um, I hear how uh, you're so positive, like I said, but were there any moments where you felt any voids or you felt like, there's something that is missing? I understand you said you went through the process finding your adoptive mother, but were there any moments you were like, something's missing, like, I need to work on this, and can you just tell us practically, what did you do to overcome that? Absolutely. Okay. I, you know, I would say that happened for me in high school. Mm. You know, high school is a tough time, and we had moved from Virginia to Oklahoma City, and it was just a time where I felt lost, and we had been mm. more church-going in Virginia, and then okay. moving to Oklahoma, I lost God in my life. Okay. And I think that's, interestingly, <laughs> when I started questioning the adoption mm. a little bit, and feeling wow. a little bit of that, who am I, where am I? Mm -hmm. But as I look back, and that's such a beautiful question, mm. I think it's directly tied that I lost my connection to God. Wow. And Oof. that's really where that void so was coming from. <laughs> but in my mind, I was translating into, oh, I'm adopted, and therefore, but when we, I love how you started the show. Mm. When we understand our identity. That's it. I'm <laughs> we have the power to love, serve, bless Everyone and anyone. Yeah. We never feel lost. Mm. We never feel a void. Mm. So in high school, I wandered. Mm. Okay. And, and, and I didn't always make good choices. Mm -hmm. and, and I think I was searching not just so much for because of the adoption. I think I was searching in general, but I did kind of associate it with that. Mm. But when I was about 20, and I kind of did this wandering for a few years, and I, I had no light, and a friend of mine came up to me in college and he had known me in Virginia okay 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 in my earlier high school years and he said you know Darcy you don't have a light wow what's wow. going on in your life mm. you don't light anymore and I said I don't and and I need to find God again mm. and he helped guide me on this search to find God again Come and I started on. praying I started reading, <laughs> and, and my whole life changed. Everything changed, and I was filled with his love, and I realized my identity and who mm, I am. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was about 21 when that transformation, and I've clung to it yeah. ever since. I love, seriously, I love that story and that example that you shared because, again, it reminds us that we are chosen. When we are chosen, God will place people on our paths Absolutely. to help us get back on the path if we, you know, steer off, we go in the wrong direction, even if it's for a month or two. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. I've chosen you on purpose for purpose. There is a, you know, purpose for your life. You're, you are a light and people need you. And so I love how you connected any void with a lack of connection or um, intimacy with God. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, Absolutely. you guys, I know you are being encouraged by listening to her story because again, it is a reminder that we literally have everything that we need in God. We really, really, really do. And so even though she went through uh, being adopted, you know, her, her mother feeling rejected, feeling lost, being shipped off by her parents because they were ashamed. All of that. We understand that stuff can transfer and then hit hit the seed. It could hit her 
and she may have had to go through, you know, unnecessary rejection and all of that. But God's hand was on her life and God's hand is on your life. Let this her story be an encouragement for you to overcome whatever it is that you are facing today. And so I love this conversation. I want to briefly talk about forgiveness because you did talk about your father and how, you know, he still hasn't, you know, 100 percent accepted you. But understand, standing, of course, we know there's so many reasons as to why a person would give up their child. Um, And, um, you know, but for that child, they may have to go through extra things that we've already mentioned, such as will the, the father accept me or not? And we understand that he hasn't completely, but how has your process been for, for you know, forgiving, yeah. forgiving him and you have any other siblings and, and whatnot and that you found about, can you talk to us about that I just can, a little bit? Okay. I can. So actually when my birth mother, after we had had a relationship for four or five years, mm-hmm. she said, I would really like to reach out to your birth father. Are you comfortable with mm-hmm. that? And I could tell she wanted that closure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and okay. I was I was curious, okay. naturally, mm-hmm. and I said, absolutely. And since that time, my my adopted father, who I was very close to, had passed away. Oh, okay. And so I, I just was like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So she reached out to him. He actually flew to Arizona. She flew to Arizona. And we had this meeting, and we went to dinner. And then after that, to make a long story short, he really didn't want anything to do with me. He Mm. just didn't want... I complicated his life. He hadn't told anyone. It has has been a secret his whole life. The the woman he married... I have a half-brother that is 10 days younger than I am, and he does not know I exist. Oh, no. It's a, it's an interesting story, and he's requested that I not reach out to him and that I keep this you know secret going. But I could I could hold a lot of hard feelings for him. My goodness! And I could feel angry or rejected mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. how dare he? But you Bang. know what? This is how I look at it. Mm. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Mm-hmm. God loves me anyway. Come on, come and, on. And and we need to treat each mm. other the way we want to be treated. And I don't see him as this terrible person. I see him kind of as an infant in the gospel Mm. of Jesus Christ. And he'll get there. And and at his time and his pace. Mm. But he does not define my identity. That is so One person defines that identity. Yes. And that is God, the Father. And (laughs) the Savior. And I, I, I don't want to hold hard feelings. And forgiveness... Christ taught so much about forgiveness. Mm. And what I love and what I find in when he was teaching, and he said, you know, the old law was thou shalt not kill. Mm -hmm. And then he said, if you have somebody, if you have anger towards somebody, you shouldn't do that. But then he even goes farther. Mm -hmm. And Christ says, if you even know of somebody that has ought against you, Mm. go to that person and make it right. Then come unto me. That's powerful. Christ does not want contention. Mm, he does not. He does not want us to harbor ill feelings. And I want to come to Christ. I'm not going to let someone else's you know, decisions right. keep me from forgiving them. Right, right. And keeping myself from Christ. Mm. I, I, I just, I have no, I know that my, I think God himself has lifted that from me. That's, oh. And I just don't feel hard feelings. No, seriously. And all things come <laughs> come to a whole and in God's time and who knows how this will play out but I trust in God it will play out and my life is so full yeah 
That and I want his powerful. life to be full. And it will get there. He, yeah. He, he but I just, forgiveness is a commandment. Wow. And, and when we embrace forgiveness, it's like carrying around a heavy backpack and dropping it on the ground. Yes, you don't have to carry it around. You don't any have to longer. carry it around. And I just don't have those feelings for him. That's just not. Mm -mm. That, that is absolutely God. It really is. And I've said that all throughout this broadcast, but it really is. It's God, it's God, it's God. And like I always love to say is forgiveness is for you first because you think about it, no matter what somebody has done to you, they could be sleeping very well at night and you could be the one that's tormented because you refuse to let it go. Absolutely. But when we forgive, we say, God, like the Bible says, cast your cares on him. He says, for he cares for us. We give it to God. He'll work it out. And we'll just, we focus on God and um, he gives us perfect peace. And so literally having that understanding that God can make things right. You know, we don't have to, to change somebody else's heart. Love them and let God work on them. He knows what's going, you know, what's happening. And who knows about that person's past or what they had Absolutely. to go through. We never know what another person had to go through in life that caused them to be who they are or how they act. So having compassion, like Jesus had compassion yes. for the people, and having a forgiving heart is our duty. It really, really is Bible talks about it. You know, we yeah. have to forgive people. It says if we don't forgive, who won't forgive us? Seven. Right. And yeah. it said we have to. It says the Bible says that he won't forgive us if we That's won't right. forgive. So yeah. we have to have a heart of forgiveness. That is so powerful. And so we're going to, we're about to start wrapping this up. This is so good. We could be here for like another 20, 30 minutes. We're going to wrap this up in the next couple minutes. Um, so can you talk to the camera and, and, yes. and talk to someone that may be feeling uh, spiritually or natural voice in their life? If it was, if they were adopted, if they, you know, um, if they've even, even, even if they weren't adopted and they've left God. Yeah. They left their relationship with God, and they feel like they don't have parents. They feel abandoned. Mm, abandoned. Can you talk to them and share whatever you believe that God is saying? Absolutely. You know, I think we all have felt at times a void, abandonment, alone, and feeling like, is anyone there? Is anybody aware of me? And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. What I have found and what I would encourage is there's a paradox that Christ teaches and he says, those that find themselves will lose, or I want to get this right. Mm -hmm. read it. He that findeth his life shall lose it, but he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. And that has been such a guiding um, words of wisdom from the Savior in mm -hmm. my life. And I just want to testify to you that as we reach out, as we focus outward and less on who am I? Who do I, you know, mm. what, who is doing things for me? Who do, as we do what the Savior did mm. and we reach out and we care for those around us, we are filled. There is no void left. Mm. As we reach out and serve and try to fill others, our life is filled. And I have found that at times when, when I'm feeling down, I'm feeling alone, I'm feeling, I get on my knees and I pray and I ask to feel God close, and mm -hmm. he will always That's testify good. to me that he is there. And we are never alone when we put our trust in God. That and that, those two things have helped me. An outward focus and in serving and helping others fills any void that I feel. It's like, it's like medicine mm -hmm. and getting on my knees and just praying. 
and, and feeling him close and answering those prayers. That is absolutely powerful. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. And I just pray that literally as you were listening to this show, um, if this was you, that God brought healing and deliverance to your life, that something shifted, something changed, and that this literally was relevant for you, that God ministered to you and encouraged your heart through this message. Understand you are not forgotten. You are not overlooked. God is here for you. Keep the peace and keep your trust in God. Keep keep uh, supporting HSBN and remember to renew your mind. It is a gold mine. Love you. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with airy.